Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hey, hey, good morning, or afternoon, or evening, or middle of the night, whenever you listen to this. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Propane Business Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about um, a little bit of a recap of an interview we did last night with Eric Helms, who I'm assuming you've heard of. Um, if you're in the fitness industry in any capacity, you've probably heard of him and, and maybe even read his books. And just the key, I'm obviously not going to spoil the episode because that's coming up soon, but the key kind of takeaways from uh, the chat that we had with him and I suppose the reminders that we had of our journey uh, in growing propane fitness and before I get into that uh, I do just want to talk about something that I saw this morning um, that I just I saw it and it just I, I don't even really know what to say when I see things like this and it's becoming more and more common um, that gurus business gurus business mentors business coaches in inverted commas um, are promoting this message of um, even bigger revenue numbers than they ever have I think so it for a long time there was this idea that getting your fitness business online to six figures in other words your annual turnover gross is greater than a hundred thousand pounds in other words there are six numbers in the revenue for some reason people discuss used to discuss that as being um, pretty significant and like you know fair enough that is a that is a good that is a round number that kind of represents um, a reasonable turnover for a business All right people never talk about um, you know the 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 things that come along with that so in the UK if you're doing that revenue you've passed the VAT threshold so um, depending on the VAT scheme you register on there's at least 10% of your revenue disappears right so you need to think about think of it things in terms of gross and net revenue for VAT um, there are obviously costs associated with with managing that kind of revenue. There is a, there are p- bits of software that you probably need. You probably can't do that on your own without it being a an absolute full time thing. Um, and you know, as well, there's a the, there are other taxes, other costs. Like the more money you make, the more associated things come along with that. The higher revenue, the more that has to happen to support that revenue to keep that business running. People never talk about that, though. They just talk about, oh, well, you know, if you get this many clients at this amount of money per client, then you'd be making six figures and you're a six-figure fit pro, as though that's some kind of rite of passage, right? When it actually means nothing, right? There is no difference between someone who's making £70,000 annual turnover and someone who's making £100,000 annual turnover, other than this arbitrary line in the sand that's been decided upon because it's an appealing marketing message, right? So that was about... Go back about, like three two three years ago and that was everywhere this idea of a six-figure fit pro was everywhere and i'm seeing more and more now this idea of a seven-figure fit pro right so it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that that's an extra zero which just basically means it's a million pound turnover a year and i saw a video this morning 
from a business coach who was promoting this idea that getting to that income level is easy, right? And really simple. And all you need is like a client a day or, you know, you need to be doing a couple of calls a day, closing one person per day at £3,000 or above, right? And implying that that was simple and that if you aren't doing that, you know, like, what are you doing? If you aren't making a million pounds a year, what are you doing? And I just, I, I, I mean, I get why they're doing it, right? Because it's, you hear that and if you have no experience online, um, it's presented as this like, well, you know, I'm struggling to, I'm charging, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds an hour as a PT offline. Um, if I can do three grand for an online PT package and I just have to do three or four phone calls a day to close that, like, obviously I would do that, right? That's a, that's a hell of an opportunity. But these coaches just ignore like the, just the fundamental reality of that scenario. And I think they present online, online business and online fitness business as not abiding by the rules of the rest of the world, right? Like building a business to a million pound turnover is a big deal, right? And if you're doing a million pounds of turnover in a high margin business, which is an, an online business, right? You don't have inventory or, or stock that you're having to hold in a warehouse. You are selling, by and large, access to digital information or time, okay? And the cost of sale of that is usually zero or very small. Sure, there are overheads, fixed costs, but you're going to be, if you're making a million pound turnover, unless you're spunking that money up the wall, you're going to be keeping most of that, right? That is a huge deal online. Most offline businesses that sell physical products to a marketplace don't get to that level, all right? The minority of businesses. But here we now have business gurus in the fitness industry telling us that, you know, doing that as a fitness coach online is easy to do, right? And if you just unpack the economics of that, it, it starts to not make sense very, very quickly, right? Selling a £3,000 package to, to someone, okay, the, the people that you have to be getting on the phone who would even consider that, it's a pretty small percentage of the population. You have to be getting people on the phone every single day, multiple of those people. You have to be very confident, very capable at closing that sale. And, you know, would you pay that for a fitness package? Yes, there are people who do. And I know people sometimes kick off when I... I talk about this and say, you know, Johnny, you tell me high ticket coaching won't work or I, I've sold high ticket packages. Maybe you have, right? Maybe you have, but I guarantee you aren't doing it at a sufficient enough volume for you to be completely comfortable and content with your business, right? It's, it'll be this up and down of good months, bad months, good weeks, bad weeks, a constant stress of like, I haven't got enough phone calls booked to my calendar for you to really feel like, yes, I can, I can fully rely on this business without it being a bit of a, a bit of a stress fest right so i just i saw it this morning and i just couldn't believe it right that this that one of the, one of these business gurus is promoting this idea now that it's a million quid a year rather than 100 grand a year um, and that you know you should be doing that and i it's it's so deceiving and deceitful um especially when you know you look for this person's seven figure fitness business and it's clearly never existed right so what does he know about that like maybe maybe his his business coaching business is doing that volume but it's totally different totally different like because we operate in both markets now i can tell you for absolute certain it is totally different people respond to different messages it's a different mentality that someone's in when they are hiring a coach to build their business versus hiring someone to help them lose weight for their july holiday right it requires different approaches 
probably requires a different price point 99% of the time, requires a different sales mechanism, requires different back-end support. It's a different, totally different industry, totally different business. So just when you're hearing stuff like this, right, because you'll inevitably do it, like a scroll down your newsfeed today, I can almost guarantee there'll be someone promoting an idea like this, like sharing a testimonial of someone who made 20 grand in a week, right? But they neglect to mention that for the remaining 10 weeks of that quarter or 11 weeks of that quarter, they barely made anything. So it goes from being 10 grand a week to 10 grand in a week, right? Which is because they spent 30 hours on the phone, made 20 people cry and sold something that then required a lot of back-end delivery and their hourly rate isn't actually that good, right? So that's just my kind of mathematical analysis of it. Um, yes, I'm, I'm biased because it's, you know, we've tried it. We don't think it works. I don't think it's a, a great way to run your business in the fitness industry. Um, but just when you hear claims like this, you're hearing someone sat there telling you that you should be generating a million pound of annual turnover in your online business and that that's a basic, simple thing. Like, just take a step back for a second and think, you know, is that actually likely to be true? How many people do I know who run businesses that are generating a million pound or more? Probably not that many, right? And it, and those people are probably not online fitness coaches. So if it were that simple, why are more people not doing it? Anyway, so what I want to talk about today, I don't have that long left actually, but... We, we chatted with Eric Helms last night. He's coming on the podcast really, really soon. The, the episode will be up um, very soon. There's a hilarious ending to it where um, we try and wrap up and like ask Eric, you know, where can people hear more about you? Um, and as that happens, Yusuf's outside. Well, there's a guy appears at Yusuf's door, Yusuf's door who's a Tesco man, a Tesco delivery that had arrived early. And the guy's standing at the door getting progressively more and more irate. So when that does come out, I would recommend going and watching it on YouTube rather than listening on here. Um, and just just watching that end sequence. Um, we also ask him some would-you-rather questions and go into full scientific analysis about it. But the I think the overall theme that we chatted about with Eric was the idea of planning planning for when things work before they happen, right? So... I can credit a lot of the journey in propane to Eric, to be honest. And I said this to him on the podcast and I kind of, you know, I guess hopefully not, it didn't inflate his ego too much. But I think our skills as coaches, um, the, the only reason really we've been able to kind of get the results with clients online that we've had, and really the, re- the only reason why we decided to go full-time with propane was because of Eric. And we worked with Eric and he, he kind of, guided us to being better coaches while we were working with him over about three years and I remember a conversation I had with him where I was like you know because at the time obviously he was a he was a full-time online coach and he talks about this journey in the podcast um, he was a full-time online coach and I said to him you know I was in I was in a job I hated at the time and I said Eric you know I would love to do what you do um, but honestly I just I can't see it working like I can't see me being able to make this work with propane fitness. Like at the time, he was getting more and more exposure. He was, um, you know, he had a waiting list for clients and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I didn't think it was possible. And then he told me that it was. Um, he was like, "Why? Why would it not be? Like, talk me through the the, the math mathematical reasons of why it wouldn't be possible." And I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, fair enough, I suppose." Like when you figure out, when you actually look at it and think, well if my goal is to coach online full-time and I need to make myself a full-time income, what is that number? And then how many clients would I need? And then how many leads do I need to get to get them that many clients? It's 
very, very rarely do I go through that that analysis and example with someone, and they're like, "Whoa, that's way more than I was expecting." Almost always, it's a it's a lower client number and an easier target to hit than what people think, right? So he basically he didn't go through the maths with me necessarily, but he, he guided me through that process of like, you know, if you don't think it's possible, figure out why, figure out what you can do about it, and you know, here I am now. Um, doing it full time and have been since 2016 and I, I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have made that decision had I not had someone excuse me, who was in the position that I was trying to get into or in a similar position, I'm not saying I'm Eric Helms, I'm nowhere near, but he was doing something that was kind of where I would, would have loved to get to at the time, you know, he was doing one-on-one coaching on the internet and I, I didn't know anyone else, like I knew no one in my social circle um, I knew no one um, even online, to be honest, aside from celebrities who were, were doing this. So I say that to him in the, um, in the podcast and I'm like, you know, Eric, you've, I, I can credit, um, God, <laughs> someone's just trying to squeeze past me on a narrow road. Um, I can credit all of your, all of, all of our progress really to you, like our, our ability to coach and, um, the fact that we're even doing this and the fact that we, we didn't just let this fizzle out when we were kind of at this tipping point. But the tipping point was something that we spoke about with Eric because he experienced the same thing, right? And I think, again, this is something that is not talked about very often. Um, like even with the example I just shared, right? This this coach who's saying, get a client a day, get a client a day. By the end of a month, if you got a client a day, you're looking at 30 plus clients, Right? by the end of three months, you're looking at nearly a hundred clients online. And I think so many people are so focused on the marketing and the sales that they never really pause to think about what would actually happen if my marketing suddenly started to work. Right. And that was a position that Eric found himself in and I'll not spoil the, like his story as he he goes into kind of what happened and how he dealt with it. Um, but, you know, he talks about managing 40-odd clients while doing a master's, while trying to manage the rest of his life. And we were just shy of that. So Yusuf and I got just shy of that each um, while working full-time on, like, in, a, in another industry. Um, and that was partly the symptom of us just thinking, you know, firstly, you take on any inquiry you can, you can get. Secondly, you give an incredibly manual, bespoke service because you believe that that's what people want and that's what people are paying for. And thirdly, you never for a minute think when you're just starting out that you would ever be in the position where your business would have to manage 100 clients. You just never think that would happen, right? I can remember the day where I looked in our like client support group and it, it, it tipped over 100 people. And I was just like, I can't believe we're like responsible for this many people now. I can't believe that all of these people are looking up to Yusuf and I for advice, right? And there's a, there's a weird feeling of pressure and responsibility. Oh, it's, again, similar to 100 grand a year or 70 grand a year, it's totally arbitrary, right? But because it's a figure that's like, oh my God, this, you know, it's 100 now, um, it's a bit scary. But we definitely did not prepare for the level of success and, you know, Nowhere near Eric's, obviously, but we didn't prepare for that level of success before it happened. And I talk about this this a lot in in webinars and, and training that I do. This idea that um, 
you know, we, we very much got it wrong to begin with. And as a result, had to unpick a lot of things, right? We're managing clients in a way that, and I've shared some videos of, of Yusuf and I kind of replying to clients at two in the morning and one in the morning and all this sort of stuff. Um, people think we're exaggerating, but like there was a period of time where I honestly thought, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, I'm not sure how long I'm going to be able to do this for. And that was this stage of like, we either, we either go back to the beginning, like we either sack all of our clients, right? And start again and risk never getting back up to this volume again. Or we start now treating this like a, like a company, right? Treating this like, and this, you know, there's, a, there's this idea in the book called the e-myth of, you know, you should build any business like you should, you're going to sell it, even if you aren't going to sell it. We're never going to sell propane, but we wouldn't have been able to at all at that stage, right? We would never have been able to um, give it to anyone else because those people were expecting hours of my time and hours of Yusuf's time. And if those hours weren't there, suddenly there's no business, there's no delivery, there's no client service at all. We had nothing outside of us just emailing people. Right, us messaging people, us designing plans in Excel. And it was a pretty rubbish time, to be honest. And when we chatted to Eric about it last night, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the memories kind of come back um, as, you know, I, I just remember being so disappointed that what I was so desperate to hit was, you know, like hitting this revenue number in the business. But then you quickly realize that your hourly rate is nowhere near where you would ideally want it to be and you figure out like okay we're at three thousand pounds of, of monthly turnover if i wanted to get it to eight thousand three hundred thirty three pounds a monthly turnover which is it's just the annual turnover of 100 grand what would i have to do <clears throat> and you figure out like okay well i would need a lot more clients i would need to be working a lot more hours i would need to be at my laptop pretty much solidly or we're gonna have to take on this risk of like hiring another coach and then giving them clients but then why would why would someone in that position do that long term i've heard of so many examples of people who hire coaches in their in their online business and the coach then steals the clients right it's the same thing that happens in gyms every single week across the uk is people think that i'll hire a coach to manage my clients and the client leaves and set up, sets up their own gym same thing happens online Okay, but the benefit of online is you don't need to have a process that relies on other people. You can use systems and automations and technology to take a lot of the stuff that you do on a daily basis, it's very manual, off your plate. So really the lesson for this, for this podcast is, I suppose, everyone is, is so focused on marketing and sales and that stuff matters, right? Making sales, generating revenue is fundamental because if you aren't doing that, it's not a business, right? If you don't if you're not generating cash in your business, there is no business. Um, but doing that at the expense of, you know, at least thinking, what would I actually do here if this worked, right? Do I actually have a strategy for delivering coaching to more than 10, 15, 20 people? Okay, if I suddenly had, let's say, I mean, Eric talks about this scenario where he did a video with Matt August and suddenly they had hundreds of inquiries, right? That stuff happens. Like we've had moments like that, even though we're not, like we're nowhere near like internet celebrity. We, we've done bits of content. We've been in interviews. We've done videos, recorded podcasts that, that suddenly brought in 10, 15, 20 inquiries for one-on-one coaching with us. And if you're not in the position where you're ready for that, 
you're going to firstly mess up those opportunities that don't come around very often. And secondly, you're, you're digging a hole for yourself that at some point you're going to have to dig, get yourself back out of, right? If the way you are managing five clients now, one-on-one, from your email, from WhatsApp, from Messenger, from the messaging service in PTD or something like that, and those people are getting an hour of an hour's call a week or something like that, what are you going to do with 50 clients? How are you going to manage that? How are you going to do 50 one-hour phone calls a week? It's pretty damn difficult to do. All right, that's it for this episode of the podcast. If you've got any thoughts, let me know. If you would like to learn kind of the beginnings of our coaching systems, the beginnings of our sales and marketing systems, you can go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast. There's a totally free training there. You just have to enter your email and we'll send it over. In fact, you get instant access once you enter your email. So that's much easier. All right, speak soon, guys.